It's the Winning Ticket Podcast, where victory is guaranteed. With Dean, Zach, and your host, John Delaluna. Welcome back, everybody, to the Winning Ticket Podcast. Football yeah, is oh, back. We're Football's back. It's we're week back. one. I'm your host, John DeLuna. I'm here with my friends Dean and hey, Zach. Yo. Guys, yo, Packers, Bears tomorrow. It's finally coming back. Welcome, everybody, to week one. Let me oh, just yeah. start off by saying I don't think I've ever been this excited for football in my entire life. I'm sitting here right now with my computer open, literally doing my last fantasy draft. I can't concentrate at work. There's nothing I can, oh, yeah. just can't stop looking at those lines on DraftKings on my phone. My fantasy lineups, I think I've tinkered about eight times by oh, now. Man. I am so ready for this season, guys. Oh, same here. And, uh, you know, that, that enthusiasm doesn't always translate to uh, profits. So we're actually going to give you some <laughs> some really good betting tips for week one. Yeah. I mean, uh, if you're like us, like big football guys, you're probably sitting here thinking like, oh, man, I'm going to take every single game. We all know if you take every game, you're going to lose. So we're going to tell you exactly what to put your money on and what are our winners. Maybe you could agree with us or um, Dean, fade us openly. I will say it is damn tempting not to though man (laughs) of course you're pumped it is it does beg the question right head head versus heart you never Mm -hmm. want to bet with your heart full fully right i'm a heart guy so i have to really control myself john a heart guy no (laughs) (laughs) gotta keep that analytical mindset you know don't (laughs) don't chase be calm um all things that uh i I know as well as anyone i've thrown out the window before (laughs) but yeah we're gonna try to keep you guys on the rails with some of our picks so john what what do we got today what's going on so we have some stuff we're gonna go we're gonna first off a little news segment um just go over a couple of things that have happened that are obviously Mm -hmm. affecting the betting landscape um then we're gonna go into some of our big bang picks of course that's a staple on the show oh Um, yeah us having about three different outcomes um and really putting our money on the line and also incurring some rewards and Mm -hmm. some punishments for recurring episodes in the future we're going to end it off with a little bit of a uh, we're going to go to the dog pound as they say oh, oh. and really highlight some of those <laughs> underdogs that we really think you guys should take and oh, maybe yeah. some last minute odds and ends we'll talk about thursday night football so just to kick us off in the news mm-hmm. here's here's some pretty some pretty wild news in my opinion zeke elliott just signed a 90 million dollar contract extension yeah. so so wow. those dallas cowboys did i don't know if the line had shifted on the yeah cowboys so, so let me actually then. let me take that one head up so yeah. um of course like like any other uh news factor but of course, you're not coming to uh, the Winning Ticket Podcast to get your daily news because obviously we record at a set time. So <laughs> yes, unless, unless so Wednesday, live, by the way. So uh, right unless before you're the live, Thursday, you come games. to my house and I'll talk to you until you're blue in the face. But I will say one thing that was interesting that I noticed when the lines actually opened: um, some books had it at Giants my, uh, getting seven and a half. Most books had it at Giants getting seven. And the one thing that I was always saying was, I really think that the sports books really factored in Zeke was going to play. So I know what a lot of people are thinking is that. They see that the line didn't move after the Cowboys get their best player back, mm-hmm. and they're probably thinking, oh, man, like the books didn't adjust yet. I'm going to get it. I'll tell you what. The books are always one step ahead of you, you know, poor square listener. So <laughs> just just trust me on this one. They already factored that in. Now, I will say the Cowboys, and I'm, I'm going to go a little bit cross-sport here because there are teams that are very well regarded as public teams. And for public teams, what, it, what that means is that you know, random guys that have never betted before are more inclined to just place a wager on them over, you know, you know the, the team total for the Dolphins for the first half. You know sure. what I mean? And th- that is the Cowboys, the Yankees, Notre Dame. Those are the, really the big three that the lines move um, a lot because of public money. So, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if the public gets this up to about 
set back to seven and a half, eight, eight and a half, maybe yeah. even nine and a half. Wouldn't even be surprised. I'm going to be holding out for ten. I think ten is my magic wow. number. I wouldn't be surprised with the Giants. You think that high? It'll go up to ten. It depends. It depends on how much wow. money. Because week one is the the highest bet week. Um, yeah. I think three points on a, you know, with regard that it is Wednesday. I think that is a little bit too much. But mm-hmm. uh, if I had to put my life on it, the that's definitely going to get up to seven and a half. Wow. The public okay. will make that seven and a half. Sure. Wow. So. It, is, it is at seven, just for the listeners at home, it is at seven. It is Wednesday night, August, mm-hmm. uh, August, September 4th. Summer went um, quick, John. So, so <laughs> it was a quick summer. Um, and just, just for you guys interested at home, too, I'm looking at some of the lines on DraftKings for Zeke Elliott. His over-under on the total yards this season, total rushing yards, I should say, not scrimmage yards, um, 13.75 and a half. Mm. And rushing touchdowns, the over-under is 10 and a half. I'll take the under on touchdowns. Just mainly because sure. um, that's my next question to you guys. Let's yeah. let's let's hear what you guys would take in terms of the rushing yards and mm-hmm. rushing touchdowns. I'll tell you what. When it comes to and sorry, Zach, I'm dominating this podcast. I, I kidnapped Zach. He has tape over his mouth. I'm just <laughs> gonna um, bash in all this. <laughs> <laughs> let him out. Let him out. <laughs> no. So so um, the reason why I'm taking under on rushing touchdowns is actually if you look uh, the trend in the last couple of years is that there's a lot of ways that teams can score the ball. Uh, something that's become very popular in the last few years is that jet sweep, the little touch pass thing. That is a pass, not a run. So if you look at someone like Alan Kamara last year had yeah. 16 total touchdowns, four of them were receiving, and actually three of them were on those, uh, those jet sweep touch passes. Very weird. Tariq Cohen, bulk of his touchdowns, jet sweep touch pass. Now I'm not saying that Zeke Elliott does that, but I will say once you get inside the five, the Cowboys have a, a myriad of options. Amari Cooper, Jason, Jason Witten back. That's um, right. I would just take under 10, just mainly because that's not near his average. Sure, and Zach, you want to talk about the yardage here? 13.75 and a half? Would you take the over or the under? All the all of the the odds here, guys, too, is minus 110 for each of these options. So mm-hmm. standard odds. Um, Man, that's tough. That's a tough the, one. Again, I, this is just rushing yards. So we're talking about, we could all agree at least that Zeke's a 1,000-yard rusher, fully healthy, playing agree. 16 games. I would actually, I'd probably actually fade, uh, fade the under there. And I actually would like... I would actually bet the over on the touchdowns. Wow, okay. So, oh, interesting. So, fun. so bet the over on both. Yes. Right. So let's hit a wow. little a little facts now um, coming up. So in 2018, Zeke had 1434 yards. So what the what that book or what that line is Just saying a bit is high. that he's going to do exactly the same. Yeah. Now as far as touchdowns go, he had seven and six in his career. Oof. So he's never even gotten close. Has to he that. has he played 16 games each of those seasons though? That's my um, one I question. I believe he did last it. year. No. He's suspended, I believe. Was no, it was last two year or two years ago? Yeah, he was two years suspended. ago because I had him. Okay. He wasn't. Yeah. He and he. Okay, he didn't miss any extra. Oh, time. excuse me. His rookie year, he had 16, 31, and fifteen touchdowns. Jeez, he had a monster. Yeah, rookie. that. I think that's what they're basing a so, lot of this off. Yeah. Of. So the year that he was suspended, he had um, two hundred forty-two carries, nine eighty-three, and seven touchdowns. Yeah. Wow. All that's right. pretty interesting. Well, that's, I, I think Zach's gonna have a lot more on uh, this Giants game. I obviously yeah, can't help him. Say wait till later. But da- let's, down let's the line. transition here because I sure. believe. Last week, we talked about some futures, all right? We talked about the Seahawks futures uh, and the Texan futures. Now, let's, let's start off by talking about the little Texans here. If you listen to last week's podcast, you heard John, the exact quote here, saying, Oh, boy. Fade the Texans, win total at 8.5. Texans, I don't trust your O-line, and I don't trust your running game. <laughs> well, well, I well. 
<laughs> Boy, did we have a week with All that. Right, so. John, I mean, you want to explain let me, yourself so, here? So let me, first, let me take my foot out of my mouth for a second. <laughs> um, to recap, of course, Jadavian Clowney was traded to the Seahawks from the Texans. Another big trade involving the Texans um, is Miami trading left tackle Laramie Tunsil and wide receiver Kenny Stills to the Texans. Of course, they gave up a bunch of draft picks. Okay, so now i got to defend myself with the Texans. Um Something that's interesting that I noticed was that the lines for over-under of wins, and I believe this the division win, Super Bowl projections, I have to really dig deep on those. I don't think those were altered no. since those trades have happened. So that being said, I understand that the Texans are a team that, that is definitely on paper better than they were the last time we had talked last week. Mm. I totally understand that. Again, an 8.5 overwind team, maybe I could see them getting closer to 9. Again, if they go 8-8, eight and eight, that's 500. That's a win. This is not me saying that the Texans are going to be, you know, bottom of the barrel, last place division. I'm just saying, do I see them as a winning team? I have to say now, at 8.5, Oh, wow, it's it's hard. It really is hard with Deshaun Watson being able to play with a better offensive line, with maybe the uh, the wide receivers improving, um, and maybe the defense rounding out a little better without the Jadavian Clowney drama. It would be it would be remiss of me to not at least give credence to the over of the eight and a half line. I really and now think, they might be a nine and seven. You know what? I really feel like, I mean, Laramie Tunsil is. Arguably one of the best offensive linemen in the league. Yeah, actually, yeah. Asked, have the gas mask. Actually, on. <laughs> asked Adam Gase about that on the Michael K show this week. Did they really spoke no. nothing but high praise? He was like, "Yeah, it's a, wow." You know, yeah, and, and honestly, um, I think we were we were joking around before the podcast, but I wholeheartedly believe this. I think a bad left tackle is worse than um, nothing. I legitimately leave the spot open. Sure. And when we're talking about bad <laughs> yeah. left tackle, tackles, Julian Davenport comes to mind. He was atrocious. Yep. Yeah. Legitimately, ball snapped. He's not moving his feet. So I think that that's a huge upgrade, even if they got anyone else besides him. And they re- they replace him with, um, I believe, Zach, you were quoted by saying he's a pot-smoking monster. Yeah, I don't know if I ever set that team, to be quite <laughs> honest. Uh, and if I did, I think it was off the record. But <laughs> transitioning to that. Uh, so listen, if... You could have a healthy Will Fuller, mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins, and Kenny Stills, who had a pretty good year last year in yeah, Miami. Kenny Stills is a pretty good player. Like, that's a th- three solid wide yeah. receivers, man. Deshaun Watson could get that protection from the O-line this year and not have to scramble as much. They could do some damage. I, I yeah. see that. I see that happen. Yeah, if I, if I could jump in really quick. I think my, my only reaction to all the trades for Houston, it just kind of uh, cements my player future on Deshaun Watson. Being MVP, I have him in... Uh, as many fantasy leagues as I could get him in, uh, he was going a little high, like if he drafted in the last week or so. But at the same time, uh, I, I'm a real backer of Deshaun Watson, and I definitely adding the a little bit of protection is just going to have better years for Hopkins and Watson specifically. As far as win totals go, I really don't price in um, you know a better left tackle than someone else, even though like um, that will of course have a good impact on the on the overall team. But um, I know for a fact that sportsbooks don't really put a lot of weight into like um, defensive ends moving as far as like win totals go. Really, you'll only see if a quarterback like does something, you might get a half game, maybe a full game. Um, same with Zeke uh, or a running back. I remember the big debate the year that he was up for being suspended for six games was how many games is he worth? A lot of people had him at like two and a half, two, three, somewhere around there. And like we went over last week, as the first episode of the new era, um, Andrew Luck, the sportsbook said he's only two and a half. I have him more at like three, three and a half. So, you know, I, I don't really think left tackles is a little bit too granular to give 
um, you know, fractional games to. But yeah, I definitely feel good about my Houston bets now. Yeah, they. I have to admit, they do seem more like a winning team. We all know Bill O'Brien's probably coaching for his job this year too. Mm-hmm. So every game is going to be really important. I think for the integrity of of this podcast and and my own opinion, I'm gonna hold that they're still gonna hit an under of eight and a half. Love and, it. I like it. And I will just you know I'll, I'll, I'll have to eat my words. Who knows? Maybe as soon as eight or nine weeks, I'll have to eat my wow. words. I'll already have those wins. So you know what? That that actually brings up. Um, I think it's a good natural segue to to something that I want to definitely get on the airwaves. Is that you know. Yes, week one is upon us, and I know that a lot of people are like me, and they're real gung-ho about their preseason futures. If you took any fantasy, it, um, you know, everyone plays it now. But at the same time, if you let's just say you are like John and you faded Houston, that doesn't mean that you have to now pick against them in every single game. You can be right and also make money. And conversely, you could be wrong about your preseason prediction, and if the money's there, then you should just take them. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely something, I, I see that as a trope a lot for first-time bettors, that they want to st- stick by their take, they want to live and die by what they said all the way in August. I mean, things changed since we last recorded. Sure. Clowney got traded. Mm-hmm. Um, they got a ton- They added Tunsil and uh, Stills. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid to uh, look like a clown, really. Uh, don't don't be afraid to go back on your word. It's really it's gambling. If you at the end of the day, as long as you're uh, as you're cashing those bets bet slips, who cares what you said back in August? So now a couple other week one tropes I just want to throw out there. Um, some might be kind of spurious, so I expect some reaction from the group. So two things that well, really two three things that I really love. One, scrambling quarterbacks have a decided advantage in week one. You have to think about how dual-threat quarterbacks run the offense, and a lot is designed runs, very specifically. You would never call a designed run a preseason game. There is literally zero film on guys like Kyler Murray running designed runs, and actually a lot of that playbook. Now, this also might sound kind of weird to you, but week one, I fade the new. New head coaches, new players landing. Um, two, one that satisfies both of those, Vic Fangio, head coach of the Broncos, Joe Flacco, first game in a Broncos jersey. It's very rare that a guy um, takes off week one. Now, am I saying that the Broncos are going to be horrible this year? No, but it does take some time to kind of gel together. And just really quick, I'd be remiss in, in to not mentioning some notable scrambling quarterbacks that had a decided advantage in week one or, more specifically, their first game playing. Baker Mayfield led the Browns back to their win on that Monday Night Football game. That was week three, I believe. Um, Patrick Mahomes last year, week one, they dismantled the Chargers. Josh Allen, his first game was against Minnesota and actually jumped over Anthony Barr. Game I still have nightmares about. But just <laughs> something to look at um, when you're handicapping. You want to kind of stay away from the new landing spots and you might want to start leaning towards some of these scrambling quarterbacks just for just for week one. Yeah, it's and it sounds like, I know you could agree with me, Dean, the NFL is very much a week-to-week mm-hmm. sport. So, so alluding back to... You know, sticking with your guns about a certain team. You know, just know that 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 can only take you so far. You really have mm-hmm. to treat each week as individual. Um, so for everyone out there, when you send us your picks and when you ultimately criticize ours, just know that that's going to be our mentality. So with that said, I think we're ready for really the the uh, the creme de la creme, the piece de resistance, <laughs> other French terms for what we like to call the big. Bank. Yo, okay, that's what we're that's what we're doing here on the Winning Ticket Podcast. That's what you guys want to hear and talk about. Zach, why don't you break us down exactly again what the Big Bank is? Sure. So let me remind every everybody here, all of our listeners. So the Big Bank is going to be an ongoing competition that we have between the three of us, where everyone is going to go through one at a time. We have a little circle here. Uh, we're going to discuss what our three picks are for the week. Uh, we are all starting off with a $150 bank, so to speak, mm-hmm. and every single week we have to use three units. So 
ten dollars each or however you want to put it. Um, mm-hmm. You could do one bet and risk it all. You do two and one, whatever you want to do um, mm-hmm. to make up those three units. Um, additionally, we're going to go through the season. We're going to have different punishments. If you go <laughs> 0 and 3, kind of spice it up a little bit. But overall, these are just games that we feel most comfortable literally putting our money where our mouth is. Right, guys? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. All Can't right. wait. Money and so, mouth. With That's that being said, I'm going to kick off this segment. Here we go. And I just want to preface this by saying that, man, my picks this week, I'm either going to look like a genius or an absolute square. A giant chump. Yeah, yeah. So this is going to be interesting. So let me start it off. <laughs> Same, um, my friend. With our first pick that I'm, I'm taking. I'm going to take three games this week uh, for my big bank. The first one, hear me out here, it's our New York Giants, baby. Right now, wow. currently Don't at jinx them. minus one. I didn't say they're going to win. I said they're going to cover. <laughs> okay, okay. All, all right. right. Currently, on all these, uh, all the lines that we have are either from DraftKings or FanDuel mm-hmm. as of today. So that today is Wednesday, September 4th. Yep. So everything that we're taking is based on these lines. Obviously, they change later on in the week. Mm-hmm. You could do what you want. If you're listening to this tomorrow or even on yeah. the weekend, you might be able to get better odds. You might get worse. But Certainly. Oh, yeah. This is what we're doing here. All right. So New York Giants plus seven at minus 110. What I have highlighted in my notes right here, this is Elijah Manning's last ride. <laughs> All season, my boy, has been absolutely dumped on. Everyone's waiting for Daniel Jones, who was supposed to be a bust, who had this immaculate preseason to come out. Eli just kind of been flying under the radar, taking all the hits. But I really expect a decent year out of him. And week one, really my biggest handicap is actually the fact that Zeke is going to play in this game. All right? Interesting. Ooh. Hear me out here. Yeah. This man has been in Cabo Working out for the last however many months. Air all right, working out. So <laughs> reports come out always oh, in the best shape of his life. Yada yada yada. Listen, there's a difference between working out at home or with your personal strength coach or whatever, mm-hmm. and being with your team. This man is going not going to have fresh legs. All right, I would not be surprised if he's even on a snap count. Yeah. Granted, Cowboys O line is great, and the Giants defense quite frankly, is probably really not that good at all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's going to be a shootout, which, you know, you might even want to look at the over. Really but for, for our sake here, let's look at the last three seasons. The Giants and the Cowboys usually play a pretty close game. Last year, I think we all agree here, the Giants were absolute crap, right? Oh, yeah. Last week, week one. <laughs> In a word. Last week. Not last week. Last year, week one, they lost by seven, 13-20. Week yeah. 17 was the game that Dak Prescott threw that miraculous touchdown last second of the game. Ooh, they killed me on that one. 35-36. <laughs> yeah, I, I just that. think for the value, it's a divisional game. Yeah, yeah. You don't know what's going to happen. Mm. The Giants have a significantly improved offensive line right now. Mm. Pro, uh, pro Football Focus ranked 17th overall. That's a middle Not tier bad. middle tier O-line, but that's going to be enough time for yeah. Eli to stay in the pocket. Saquon's going to find holes regardless. I think that it's just going to be an all-out slugfest, mm. and I really see the Giants at least covering this. So, uh, two things that you said that actually caught my ear. Um, one, I feel like, and of course I have no quantitative data for this, I feel like the Cowboys-Giants always play week one, which they do. But um, they always Last play... three seasons they have, actually. Yep. Yes. So they always play week one, and I always feel like it's always a low-scoring game. So it's interesting that you said take the over, because I, I really... It just seems like every game ends like 10 to 17 or 13 the, to 20. The over on DraftKings is average about 45 and a half. Okay. And typically the sportsbooks use as a rule of thumb about uh, 48 points is like the, the very standard... Um, that's what they say. You know, mm-hmm. every NFL team can score twenty-four points. Now, the one thing that that I, I want to point out is the Giants are on the road, correct? They are in Dallas, correct? Okay. So the the one rule that the sportsbooks go on, and let's just say I didn't know anything, right? I have to handicap a game, and it, let's just say it's John's team of guys I don't know versus Zach's teams of guys I don't know, but John's team's home. 
John is minus three. That's a rule of thumb. Home teams are minus yep. three. So it's actually pretty interesting that the sports books actually don't think the Giants are that bad because they're only four points worse than, than the Cowboys. Another way to say that is if it was in New York, then it would be Giants plus four, which is they're about a field goal or so worse than them. On neutral turf, it would be... Um, well, I said that backwards. It'd be on neutral turf. It'd be plus four. So, um, two it's, things I really liked. One thing that that I wanted to just touch on is that I really do believe that this this line will change. So I think I, I definitely want to wait on that. But you're, you're comfortable laying that seven, right? Absolutely. It's funny you mentioned. So the last so the last two games from last year between the Giants and Cowboys, week uh, can't remember the week number, but it was December thirtieth. That was week seventeen. Yeah, week seventeen, thirty six to thirty five. <laughs> the score. Yep. yep. Heavy over. The first September game of that year, twenty to thirteen. Yep. Yeah. So again, very very low scoring. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and just a note about that thirty six thirty five game. That was um, like backups. Nobody nobody cared about that game. Gotcha. So gotcha. I kind of throw that out. Great. So so you had a big bank pick too, Dean. Let's go to yours. All right. My first one. So I actually have a very interesting strategy. I'm starting off this this season with. Um, Maybe something a little bit different than you guys are doing. Rather than going one unit in each of my plays, I'm actually going two half unit plays and one two unit play because I really like one right. outcome out of this weekend. Um, my first half unit play, I'm going to go Steelers plus five and a half. They are traveling up to Foxborough. Historically, they play the Patriots very well. Um, it is just such a big rivalry game. This is a real heavyweight clash. And actually, while I was thinking about this game, I was thinking, man, they, the NFL really did a disservice by not having this game be in November. You know, why is this a week one game? I definitely think that the Steelers are, they're a little bit better than five and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if this was just regular Patriots minus three, Steelers getting three. Maybe that'd be a different story, but, you know, we got the field goal hook. Five and four, um, those numbers don't do anything for me in NFL. But the key thing is that it's more than a field goal. So, yeah, if you held the gun in my head, I'd say the Patriots probably win by a field goal. Maybe 20 to 23. But I think the Steelers are a little bit underrated this year. And I think five and a half on week one, I think they're going to get all the Pistons running. They're going to have James Conner, Juju. Um, The defense is actually very underrated. I'm not hearing a lot of people saying that they're going to be a lot of clampdown. And honestly, I'm not hearing a lot of the Patriots camp um, that they're going to be that explosive. I think this is going to be a grinded out type of game where the the Patriots win by a field goal. Wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers won. Wow. Yeah. I tend to agree with you on that one. You know, it's, it's, it's the beginning of the year. The Patriots... You know, I might get flack for this, but tend to start off a little bit slower they than do. most teams. It's usually September's, a panic in Foxborough yeah, like after week one. It September seems like is usually years. the slow month for them, so mm-hmm. you know, I really like that take. Um, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll go through my big bank too. I did something kind of similar. I have, I have two one unit plays and uh, and two half unit plays to to total oh, the nice. three. If I knew that, if my math is, <laughs> is correct. I like but I'll start off by, I'm gonna start off with a, a couple of favorites. Okay, um, with week one comes. Again, some a little bit of overreaction. You feel very confident in teams that should be good versus teams that should be bad. Again, I could have my foot in my mouth just like I had this week a little bit with the Texans. I'm taking the Seahawks covering the Ooh. spread versus the Bengals. And on DraftKings right now, they're getting eight and a half. It's a very, very high line. Really? I'm right. really so, sure. so, so really quick. So other other outs have Seahawks giving ten. Wow. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's high too. Lock to, it in, John. To go. To go, I am locking it in. I'm, play. Play the sound effect. Whatever it is, <laughs> Dean. I'm gonna hark back to what you said a little yeah. bit earlier. 
uh, new coach on the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, yeah. The Bengals really didn't inspire too too much this preseason. Um, I, I think that they're you know they're still banged up. I think they they're out of AJ Green. Mm-hmm. They lost a lineman. I'm I'm pretty oh, yeah. sure lost as well. Yeah, the they first, lost a couple of linemen. Pick, yeah. And you know the Seahawks just got a little bit stronger on defense with Clowney. I know he has to acclimate to the game. It's not mm-hmm. going to be such a seamless transition. However, I think my Seahawks are my Seahawks. The Seahawks <laughs> that I referenced last week talking about you know our sleeper Super Bowl contenders at plus. 3200 mm-hmm. they just improved improved the plus i'm sorry deproved whatever it is to yeah. plus 3000 mm-hmm. okay i think that the seahawks they're gonna they're gonna want to smack p cow's gonna want to smack the living shit yeah. out of whatever their opponent is and i think they're really gonna run up the score so i love it and i don't think the Bengals are gonna score at all really that's it's not so much <laughs> yeah. that, that this is gonna be a blowout you know you know 35 mm-hmm. to you know to 21 this is more gonna be a you know a 21 to 3 game mm-hmm. And so, they're going to be able to cover that. So this was, some, this, this was a game that I kind of looked at a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think w- what it was was, um, like I said, with NFL, threes, sevens, tens. Mm-hmm. Are, they're, they're nice whole numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that Seahawks were ten, not nine and a half, or in your case, eight mm-hmm. and a half. I'd pro- I'm thinking we're going to race the DraftKings right now and place the eight and a half. Uh, this, honestly, this game reminds me of, like, an Alabama playing, like, Middle Tennessee State. Oof. Like, that week one, you just beat the crap out of some team yeah. and feel good about yourself. It's, um, it's the ranked team versus the, the team yeah. that, that shouldn't even be here. I honestly That's don't. I, I don't have any faith in the Bengals' defense, specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost Perfect, who is a horrible person, but at the same time, he was good <laughs> at football. They have nothing left. They have no pass rush. They have no secondary. Um, I don't see them forcing the Seahawks to punt. You could take that to the bank. Boom. <laughs> there it is. Zach, right. your no, next big bank. You know bank. what? Since you have another half unit, let's hear that uh, other half the unit The other half play. unit, too. Okay, this is my other half unit. Uh, Chiefs at Jaguars. I'm going to go to this okay. game. The Chiefs right now, money line, are minus 177 to win it all. And I think this early in the season, I don't think the Chiefs are going to get that advantageous going down the line. I think a lot of teams are going to they're they're going to open up with you know minus three hundred, minus four hundred, depending on the teams they play. Andy Reid and the squad is going to put on a show, and I think that the Jaguars they're going through a little bit of transition themselves. I know their defense is very very good. Um, you know, defenses suffice to say, you know, I'd like to have some more statistics on this, but defenses from year to year they typically change a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in terms of where they finish at the end of the year in terms of, you know, most passing yards, rushing yards allowed, touchdowns, certainly turnovers do not consistently stay from year to year. Mm. And I just, it's really the minus 177. I think the the Chiefs are uh, getting giving three. Yeah. Um, I'd have to check that. Yeah. I'm not saying to take that spread. Um, it might mm-hmm. be a close game, but I just think with, with minus 177, I feel like I, you'd yeah. be remiss not to do it. Not to, yeah, This early in the season, I'm telling you, it's it's mm-hmm. it's not going to be this good, guys. It's so, not. So my whole thing about that one, I believe me and Zach both um, were kind of looking at them as one of these teams that we like money line. So I'm actually really glad that you went money line because I know a lot of books right now, especially like now that it's Wednesday, if you catch a three and a half, where you know, let's just say you're a Jags buyer and you're they're getting three and a half. Go race and place that bet because I don't think that's going <laughs> to stick around until kickoff. Now, it is interesting that you had mentioned that you know it's all new for the Jaguars. That's only their offense. Their defense is consistent, mm-hmm. and I will say, let's flip it to the other side of the ball. The Chiefs' defense is they're not average, they're mm-hmm. not mediocre, they are bad. 
And I think Leonard Fournette is going to beat them down. Wow. So that is one where I had the Jags as my dog pound consideration, but of course we'll get that when we go to the segment. <laughs> right. Zach, I, I can see that you wanted to kind of react to that a little bit too. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just happen to be very high on the Jaguars this year. And yeah, more me or less. too. Kind of similar to like that Super Bowl hangover. I just feel like mm-hmm. the Chiefs are coming this year with literally their biggest expectations yeah. yet. And they're not going into a cakewalk. You're not playing the Cincinnati Bagels. You're play- playing probably a top three to four the defense Cincinnati in the league. Bagels? <laughs> the Bungles, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I'm money line. That is, that is so. That's so you, you guys are you really so it's it's Nick Foles. That's that's the thing with this is coming. Super Bowl too. winning quarterback. Nick Super Bowl winning Ooh. quarterback. All Nick the words Foles, out of camp yeah. is that he's been training like quadruple as hard. Because wow. the last time that he had a starting opportunity, he boobied it. Yep. So now he's uh, here and ready to play. But the end of the day, John. It is your money. Oh, yeah. It is my money. And, and that I plan to half, win a ton of it. That is one <laughs> half, half unit down the hole. That's also, by the way, More guys, than half a unit, actually, at minus 177. <laughs> yeah, you might win a couple cents back. No, uh, <laughs> um, no and that's also interesting, too, that, that you hit on uh, one of our betting um, advices from the first episode, too, is that we don't really like to take things that are um, steeper than minus 200. So mm-hmm. that minus 177, that's a good number. If you're a Chiefs buyer, I mean, I, of course, would look for a money line and not... Um, you know the spread mainly because that three and a half line has been flirting around. Zach, you got a, you got another one for your big bank. Let's yeah, absolutely. So my second play is going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's currently a pick'em at mm-hmm. home right now versus your 49ers. All right. Now what really stuck out to me is I feel like anytime there's a pick'em, there's just so much value in it because mm-hmm. it's literally there's nothing to risk. It's minus 110. There's no points to give. That means they're talking about these two teams are pretty evenly matched. Mm-hmm. Biggest thing is too is being that Tampa is home. They're saying that it's a pick against the 49ers. Typically, the home team yeah. is usually giving that three-point handicap. Oh, yeah. And right now, they're saying that mm-hmm. at Tampa, San Francisco 49ers are not getting that. So they're saying that the 49ers are three-point better than the oh, Bucks. Yeah. Jimmy G is coming off of a pretty significant injury. I know mm-hmm. it's only preseason. He looked pretty shaky. The yeah. defense is okay. I think, but once again, kind of fading you, Dean, where you say don't go new. I think Bruce Arians is going to be a huge, mm-hmm. huge well, improvement. Bruce Arians is also not brand new. Uh, well, think yeah, about it. In the system. Sure. I just feel like, you know, I, I just really it comes down to my trust in Jimmy Garoppolo coming off of that injury. He's going to have, mm-hmm. I mean, Bucks defense isn't great. I just feel like the value of not having to give mm-hmm. any points at home week one. Yeah, uh, I really just like the Bucks for the value play. No, that's really good. Bucks were one that I was kind of toying around too, even like in my in my own personal super contest as well. Um, I, I was seeing a lot of like Bucks maybe giving one. I completely agree. The fact that they're home and it's a pick'em is a complete disrespect to what uh, Bruce Arians is doing. I actually think James Winston's going to have a nice little bounce back here. I like the Bucks offense. Bucks defense is actually pretty good. Um, everything that I'm hearing is that Vernon Hargraves is actually much improved. So see him um, shutting down whichever. You know, random schlub that the 49ers tried out. Your Marquise Goodwin, your yeah. Dante Pettis. I mean, it's just, to me, the the 49ers don't really have that uh, star-powered offense that I could see them putting up points. We know Jameis Winston, he's Jekyll and Hyde, man. If you get him on a oh, good yeah. day, the 49ers might get blown out. Yeah, if you get him on a good day, he's a, it's a great day. He might also throw three picks, but you know what? That's why we call it gambling. <laughs> yeah. But hey, that, that's that's the reason why the Bucks hired um, and enticed Bruce Arians out of retirement. Uh, Bruce Arians has ties to Jameis Winston back from when he was in high school. Kind of um, took him under his tutelage. So this is the, literally the Hail Mary for the Bucks organization to say, hey, if you can't get something out of Jameis Winston, he's a complete bum. So It's a contract year too, I believe, correct? Yep, yep. I love that. Love the little extra motivation. This might be one that I think of um, once we kind of – Disconnect, but you you know what's one that I that I am pretty confident in. I mean, not extremely confident, but I, I do have that the half unit play on. And actually, um, between all of us, I actually had this bet placed back in July. Uh, wow, actually, let me clock. let me go all the way back. 
Um, I had this bet placed before the draft. So let me wow. let me tell you a guy what. who doesn't like futures typically yeah, really will, takes it you know back what? in time there. You know you know when the week one odds get released <laughs> and people scoff at them and go, oh, who would take this? I'll tell you what. You take a team who's picking first overall, playing at home, they have five home games in their first eight, and they're playing a bad Lions team. Ooh. I had Cardinals money line. It was as high as one seventy six. Right now it's about one twenty two. Um, my half unit for the podcast, obviously because I'm placing it today, is Cardinals giving two and a half. They're at home. They're giving two and a half. I think the Lions are horrible. They have no defense. <laughs> Matt Patricia is going to get fired after this year. Matt Stafford has nothing left in the tank. Shall I continue? I'm just beating them down. 0-4 in the preseason. I'm sorry, you said that Zona is giving or getting? They're getting two and a half, Yes, I believe they're, oh, that's what I meant. Say they're getting. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me. They are getting two and a half. So a level, it's, level week one home dog. It's a lot of unknowns. It's Kyler Murray. Harkening back to what I said, scrambling quarterbacks, decided advantage. Lions have no defensive line anymore. They're all, their linebackers are pretty average, and all they have is Darius Slay and Quandre Diggs. And what's the money line on that currently? The money line right now is plus 122, unless you guys... I, I saw it over. at plus 117. So you know what? okay. Yeah, I think this is a really good uh, transit. Well, not even a transition here. I'm just going to get right after it here. My, my picks are done, and I believe John has this too. Um, my my third play was actually the Cardinals plus two and a half. Yep. And it's funny because I it's went a great in, play. I went into this and I'm thinking like, man, I'm gonna get absolutely ripped for this because once again, <laughs> the public you see Kyler Murray in preseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, he didn't look oh. good. I, he didn't he, look bad. He looked awful. He looked but like I'm, he didn't belong. I'm really yeah. buying into the fact that Cliff Kingsbury is kind of keeping this all under wraps. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to show you know what he's got hiding behind his magic curtain. And I I truly believe I I'm I'm, I'm laying it out there right now. <laughs> It's either going to be a massacre or a great game, and the Cardinals are going to roll. Because I really don't see it either way. I really don't see this being a close game. I think it's either going to be the air raid offense comes out and the scoring Mm -hmm. points left and right. Mm -hmm. Kyler Murray looks like the number one overall pick. Or he's going to look like he did in preseason, and I'm going to look like a huge idiot. But with that being said, it is week one. We like to take risks on this podcast. I like to put my my name out there on the line. So I'm taking Cardinals two and a half. Uh, as my third play, and I will say I'm actually monitoring this line because I do feel that the public is going to bang the Detroit Lions because of you know just the reputation that Kyler Murray's got. There's a lot of uncertainty, and if that. this goes up to three, I find even more value. I will probably oh, yeah. take it again well, yeah. for a little bit less. Um, but John, you want to add to that? Because I know fu- you have it too. It's funny. I did have this. It's funny because it kind of goes against the whole fading the new. Yep. Cliff Kingsbury and mm-hmm. Kyler Murray, two brand new guys. But I do believe that this preseason, it's it's been there's something behind the curtain that we're not seeing. I got a theater background, so I got to throw the theater terminology there. Okay, there's behind the scenes. We don't know exactly what's up their sleeve, and um, the one thing that I found interesting, Zach, I'll be honest with you, I think actually people are gonna. I don't think we're the only ones, and you tell us, listener. I think a lot of people are going to take the Cardinals at plus two and a half because the I think the hype on the Lions is so low. They looked so yeah. rough last year. I mean, in some circles, mm-hmm. they are one of you know they're definitely one of the worst teams, if not the worst team. The Bengals, the Dolphins, the Lions—they're all bottom mm-hmm. of the barrel. So are the Cardinals, yes. But none of these teams have quite the optimism that the Cardinals have. Yeah. So if I if I was you, Zach, I would take the Cardinals right now at plus two and a half because I think it could go all the way down to plus one. Oh, good thing for yeah, me. I really it do is, believe it, that. it is already locked in. So wonderful. So let's go transitioning here. So my three picks are done. John, mm-hmm. you have two half plays. Now the Cardinals. You're at a full one. Dean, yep. go ahead. 
Um, John, do you do you want to do you want to give your last full one? Because I yeah. have a two unit whopper for Let's you. Let's do wow. it. Yeah. So let me do it real quick. Akin to what you were saying before, Zach, with the Buccaneers. Um, another team, uh, another game that was a uh, complete pick'em was Monday Night Football. Dun, 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 dun. And I'll tell you guys this: it's the Raiders and Broncos. I'll tell you guys this: watch a lot of hard knocks this offseason. Oh, okay? Drinking the juice. Oh, no. I'm drinking some of I tell you, man, I'm drinking some of that Kool-Aid, man. <laughs> I'm a big Gruden guy. I love what Mr. Big Chest has been doing. He's a, he's oh. establishing his dominance this offseason. Oh. He just chose a helmet. He's ready to rock and roll, ready to ditch mm-hmm. the the Pittsburgh Steelers and and uh you know, start this new chapter with Oakland and eventually Las Vegas. And I'm just I am. I'm drinking the, the Raiders Kool-Aid. At minus 110 it's a it's a pick 'em. The Broncos, the Raiders are home. I mean, mm-hmm. if if that's what with what I've seen on Hard Knocks and what I've heard this offseason compared to again the newness of the Broncos, mm-hmm. I yeah. Anyone who knows John Delona knows how much I loathe Joe Flacco ever since that Super Bowl win. Mm-hmm. I am not high on the Broncos at all. And I think this is a simply, if nothing else, the Raiders are home. And I think John Gruden and company are looking to really prove a lot of people wrong. And this is the first time to do it in prime time. Mm-hmm. It's a doubleheader on Monday Night Football. This is a 10.20 p.m. start. So this is a fun little one, too, guys. You want to spend an extra day, a couple hours more to think about this? You know, I don't know if, if the Raiders are going to get favored at any point, but I would take the the Raiders minus one ten PK and let's win us some money. Yeah, actually, um, fun thing that that crossed my mind is actually on Fanduel they are yep. giving a point and a half now, so that mm-hmm. line will will Interesting. jump. Okay, if you catch it at Pickham, then um, you know, of course, all the outs yep. kind of adjust to each other as well as um, what the the money in is. But the one thing that that raises um, the alarm in my mind is that Oakland actually plays teams tough at home. Um, remembering the Monday Night Football game against the Rams. When they actually kind of took them down to the wire. Yes. So, yeah, I, I, that was one that I definitely considered. But I'll tell you what. Are you not a Mr. Big Chess fan? <laughs> I uh, you're telling me right would now? bet my life that he gets either suspended or <laughs> does something. I must say, you know, yeah, the offseason antics were cool. But, for of course, we're talking about Antonio Brown. Um, the offseason antics were cool. <laughs> it was kind of It was kind of lame at some regards. But I must say, he went from being, like, the comic book villain to... Literally a man who is mentally unstable, and I don't trust that in a sport where you have to consider, you have to think yeah. at every at, on every turn, every footstep you have to think about. Yeah, and I definitely can't wait to him. I can't wait for him to get humbled. I literally, I went out humbled. of my oh boy, I went wow. out of my way to not pick him in any fantasy draft. I think he's doomed for a horrible year. Wow. Let's be uh, har- let's doomed. listen. Let's remember Randy Moss when he was on the Raiders, wore number eighteen, looked like a complete clown, I... got humbled, went to the Patriots, and broke records. I don't like the pick, John, but I will defend Antonio Brown. That guy's too <laughs> talented to fail. I truly believe That's that. That's what I think, too. We'll see. I don't think he'll... I totally agree he might get suspended because he's quite literally insane. But uh, talent-wise, man, I mean, look at what Carr no, was able I'm, to do with Amari Cooper when he wasn't a well, turd on the Raiders. Well, all I'm saying, though, is that, you know, yes, I'm not denying his talent. but And this is something that we might be able to flesh out. And you might you might hear this as a quick huddle mm-hmm. in the future, or maybe even we'll put, put it on Twitter or something. But let's, off offline, let's look into some of his futures. And I'm totally down to make some gentlemen's bets. All right. I'll take unders sure. on some of his things. You got but it. I'll tell you what. Tell us about your double whammy. This is it. Tell me what I'm not taking the under on. I'm not taking the under. I am taking the over two units on Bill's Jets. Game line is 40 and a half. For some reason, the the game total is 40 and a half. Last year, they played two games. One game total, 41 to 10. 
51 total if you can't count. The other one, 27 to 23, game total was 50. What changed? If anything, Josh Allen got a little bit more comfortable. The Bills got a little every, bit every of a better. better. The, yeah, <laughs> the Bills got a little better. bit better, and the Jets' <laughs> offense is a lot better with Jamison Crowder and wow. Le'Veon Bell. I honestly think this is one that, guys, you could put your analytical brains <laughs> to rest. This is a no-brainer. Uh, the weather looks good, too. East Rutherford, New Jersey, only six-mile-per-hour winds. Nothing whipping around. I think that this is one where I could see it right now. First quarter, 7-7 with, like, Nine minutes to go, and the sportsbooks will overreact to that and have it ha- adjust the live line to 54. I think 40 and a half is way wrong. I don't understand this line at all. I'm going two units on the over, 40 wow. and a half. Wow, I love it. That's I great, and that's minus 110. Minus 110, even odds. Wonderful. Would you consider taking the Bills? Because I thought about this game as well. Would you consider taking the Bills? Either you know converting the money line or covering the spread at plus three. So as I was looking into this, I was kind of thinking about the Bills, and um, you know, of course, if you're taking it over, that means that you think both teams are capable. You know, um, the thing is for plus three, um, the fact that the Jets are home giving three, that that means the sportsbooks are telling us that they're they're even on a neutral field. I don't necessarily believe that. In my power rankings, I have the Jets about two and a half points better than the Bills, so I really think that this line should be about five and a half. Um, that being said, anything more than a field goal, I would be all over the bills with the spread. Mm-hmm. But I think three, um, I just don't see it. I could see it going down to the wire. I definitely think the Jets are going to win, so I, I don't. I wouldn't really be comfortable with the money line. Um, I definitely think that the Jets' defense, very improved. I think that's the only thing that is kind of keeping my, my, my heart off the bills, my money off the bills. Sure. But the one thing that's pretty key is the Jets' Avery Williamson is actually out for the year now, I believe. And he was one of the guys. He was a signal caller on defense. Wow. So it's going to be all on C.J. Mosley. Yeah, it's going to be all on mm-hmm. C.J. Mosley. Where uh, originally they they signed him to be like the, you know, have that pairing at linebacker. So I think the Jets are going to be a little bit reacting to that, losing one of their star guys. That you know, if you go into a crowded room of you know, not going to call them squares, but if you go into a crowded room of average football fans and you say Jets don't have Avery Williamson, that might hurt them in the in the long run. Um, I would say you know. Yeah. Half of them would say, who, who is that? So you're getting <laughs> right. some real sharp insides right now. Getting some key guys banged up here. Um, that's the only reason why I, I, don't, I don't really like a, a certain side. I'm just going to root for okay. a high-scoring game. Sure. So, real quick, and this is like a little bit off topic, but I wanted to mention it because we're the winning ticket, and I believe we literally say on our intro that winning is guaranteed. That's right. If you are in the tri-state area, I quite literally have a guaranteed winner for you. Now, this Ooh. is kind of a cheap wow. shot here, Ooh. all right? But this is... This is going to win. Like, I would literally bet my life savings on it if it was available, but it's not. So if you log into uh, DraftKings right now, even if you don't have an account, and you deposit $10, all right? There's an odd boost right now. It's a limit of $10. It's literally called the no-brainer boost, duh, because you're literally getting a free $10. It's the Jets, Giants, or Eagles to score a touchdown in the regular season week one. That's or You heard that correctly. Any of those teams. The Jets, Giants, and Eagles are all not getting shut out. If they do, DraftKings... Are literally it's just, amazing. Just made a yeah. fortune. They are profits. <laughs> Call yeah. themselves draft emperors. After so that, you, you know? need to log on the DraftKings. I don't know if FanDuel has the same, but I'm looking at no, DraftKings just right DraftKings, now. Yeah. It is still there. Go deposit it. Get your free money and use that money to we, maybe yeah. lock we, in some of these we, big bank picks. We didn't mention it either. The Eagles are playing the Redskins yeah. <laughs> this, this this week too. So so we can talk what about I'd like to do here um, is just real quick. 
Um, I'm just going to read off our picks real quick so you at home can sure. maybe jot this down. And I would like to try and get this in a spreadsheet maybe post this to our oh, Instagram. Yes. So, so actually, exactly we'll I, I'm going to be uh, doing the work on that. So I've been recording Great. as well. And I will also calculate the odds Great. with the juice because that no vig thing, I, fair weather fans might be like, oh, that's really cool. You get plus 100. It's kind of stupid. Okay. Just give, give, give the juice. All right. So let's recap here. So Zach, my big bank picks for week one, one unit on the New York Giants plus seven. Mm -hmm. uh, Bucks one unit uh, at home as a pick'em, and the Cardinals plus two and a half. John, you have a half unit on Seattle yes. at minus eight and a half. And I'm going to switch to my other half unit on the Cardinals two and a half because I want to give a full unit to the Chiefs. The, you want to give a full unit to the Chiefs yes. money line. Yep, exactly. So you're doing one unit there, All right. a yeah, half to the I Cardinals plus before. two and a half, mm -hmm. and then you have a one unit bet on the Raiders that at is correct, a sir. pick'em. Yes. All right, Dean. You have a half unit on Pittsburgh at plus five and a half. Mm -hmm. You have the Cardinals a half unit money line plus one twenty two. Um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, sure, let's do that. All right, okay. and then you have two unit play, the Bills Jets over forty and a half. Oh yeah. So there you have it, folks. That is our big bank. Week one, Ooh. I cannot wait to come back here next week and discuss what the hell happened. With, with all kinds of egg on our face, potentially, yeah. or all kinds of victory in our pockets. I really hope that I'm not here with my uh, head in between my legs saying, well, guys, I swear I'm a, I'm a, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. I want to say, based on last year, when we were talking about like survivor pool picks and stuff, and a lot of us said the Bu uh, the Saints versus the Bucks. I know um, it is very humbling listening to yourself uh, be wrong on audio. So Zach and John, just brace yourself a little bit. And honestly, that's the fun of gambling. You know what? Nobody goes 100%. Like I said in the first episode, uh, professionals go 60%, 61%, So, I mean, hey, don't don't react poorly if we do sure. bad. I mean, I'm sure if we do bad, you did bad. Just so to take our advice, say maybe just go to your son and say, John, well, that sounds ridiculous. I want to take the Broncos. I don't, you know, the Raiders look awful on hard knocks. Yeah. You can do Literally that too. Literally DM me and I yeah. will take a straight up bet against you. Yeah. There you, you go. Like, That's right. Let's go into the dog pound segment now, guys. So, so this is something real <laughs> fun. Who let the dogs out? Let's let's go over teams that are underdogs this week. Again, maybe it's a team that we already talked about, but let's go through real quick and see, um, you know, who who we should be placing our money with um, in terms of being an underdog. Uh huh. So I could kick us off. Um, I think that uh, if you guys heard the last episode, you know how against I am on a certain team in Los Angeles, and I'm not talking about the Bolts. I'm talking about your defending NFC champion, uh, the Rams. So right now they are um, playing the Panthers. The Panthers are a plus 120 money line. Okay. Okay. I think the Rams, again, there it is. The Rams didn't play any of their uh, players preseason. Let's see how that pans out this year. I tend to think that it's better to give your starters a little bit of uh, a little bit of work, a little bit of practice against real life game action. I'm also going to take the Panthers here because for once, you know, I don't know how long it's going to last the whole season, but they have a healthy Cam Newton. Their team is at full health. Their team is raring and ready to go. Um, oh, yeah. And I believe the Panthers are also playing at home, so they have a little bit they of home are. field advantage. Yep. Yep. So I would take the Panthers at plus 120 money line. They're also um, getting two and a half points. Don't quite like the spread there, but I'll mm -hmm. take the I'll take the money line at plus one. I like it. I like it. Go ahead, Dean. Who you got? Uh, uh, I'll allow allow you. All right. Well, I have two. So yeah, I, I've been thing, kicking around a bunch. I've been kicking around a bunch. I have one I really like. I have another one that's a value play. So I'm gonna give you guys the value play. 
When I am looking for a money line, I usually am looking for somewhere that I think is realistic, and also the odds are you know a little bit out there because to me that's the fun and you know it's it's taking a oh, chance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me, the one that caught my eye is the Houston Texans at plus two fifty in New Orleans. No, you're thinking ridiculous. <laughs> the, Merce- <laughs> uh, the Mercedes Benz, you know, Superdome, <laughs> fucking Drew Brees. Lighting it up all over the place. They have a great record at home. They're probably gearing for blood after the way they got knocked out of the postseason last season. But I truly feel like the Texans are a much improved team now. That offensive line help. They have the offensive weapons. Uh, I think at just at 250, you can really make some money there if you throw a little small unit on that and uh, possibly make a nice return on it. So I'm, I'm kind of – this is more of like a, a value play. Um, plus seven, I know it's, that's a, a pretty large line, but it's week one. Anything can happen. Oh, yeah. I like throwing that. Listen, to the, the, the Saints, perhaps, you know, the, the last time we saw them in, in action, they were lamenting a horrible, you know, to some people, playoff loss. Maybe that carries over a little bit. We saw what the Falcons did last year after being, you know, or the, two years ago after being humiliated with a comeback. Maybe the Saints get off to a bit of a rocky start. We, you know, we never know. So, um, Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and that's one. So, I had, I had like three that I was kicking around. Um, Houston is definitely one. As you know, I'm a big Houston buyer um, going around the NFL. I, I really do believe in the Houston Texans offense. Also, let's not forget that last year the Saints really sputtered and choked out of the gates, lost uh, to Tampa Bay, and almost gave up the game to the Browns starting yep. lowly Tyrod Taylor. They almost lost to Hugh Jackson at home. Should have lost, So, actually. honestly, Houston is one that I'm all over the spread. I got it earlier in the week at 7.5. I, I know that that's kind of one of those things that, you know, you can't get it at 7.5 anymore. It's probably not available. I've seen it as low as 6.5. I love Houston at plus 240. That was what I was talking about. We already alluded to the Jaguars at plus 166. I really like them being at home. Home dogs. Playing defense, trying to prove to people that they are the team that beat the Patriots in Foxborough last year. They're trying to Two prove years to people. Um, was it last no, year? No, last year they beat oh, them what? in week five, I think. Oh, I'm thinking yeah. of the playoff game. Yeah, no, they lost in the playoff they game. They lost to the playoffs. Yeah, so right, right, Jaguars right. Are trying to prove that they're a lot that. Of history. They, yeah, the Jaguars <laughs> are trying to prove that team. And actually, um, a lot of people forget that actually week 11, they were winning 16 nothing at home against the Steelers. That would have kind of moved their, their season in that right balance. They actually lost. They didn't score another point for the rest of the game and lost, and they completely deflated. Now, I think refocused, re-energized, taking one last crack at it with Nick Foles is... Um, one of those things, I would say my, my official dog pound is the Jaguars at plus 166. Now, I, I really like what, Zach, you inspired me, man. I'll tell you what, here's my nice little fun reach play. If you, Even if you want to do an all-dog parlay, that'd be pretty cool. If you do take these three games that we're talking about, Miami plus 240, Ryan Fitzmagic has won a year. Wow. Is this his one against the... Against the it's, Ravens. Wait, it's only plus 240 money line? Plus 240. They're giving seven at home. They're oh, home so that's dogs. with the spread. No, no. Plus, two, oh, plus 240 okay. money line. Plus yep. 240 money cool. line. Minus 110 regular oh, for man. spread. Miami, plus 240. Home dogs. Maybe going to put their put their backs in the wall. Fins up. Ryan Fitzmagic. <laughs> one more. Um, n- don't really believe it. I actually have the Ravens across the board in a lot of things that I'm doing. But I'll tell you what. Man... Would you guys really be surprised if Ryan Fitzmagic pulls one more out? Honest to God, no. I would not be surprised at all. all it right. is week one. Anything could happen. So, John, let's wrap this up right here, man. What do we got here? Rapid fire for our last segment. We have a huge game coming up tomorrow night. I'm excited. Dean's excited. 
John's it's the excited. Best day of the week, Thursday so, night football. Thursday night football, man. I cannot <laughs> wait. So rapid fire. Let's end this thing right here. Let's just go around the table. One reason why you like it, I believe the spread right now is Chicago is giving three to the Packers yes, at Soldier Field. Dean, go ahead. What do you got? Um, first thing that I really like is under 46.5 total. I okay. think that the Bears' defense is very good. Even if they won't be season long, I think Khalil Mack is a problem. And I definitely don't see that the um, Packers or Bears' offense really come out to a hot start. I, I like under 46.5. All right. All right. I like the Packers here. I like them both getting points and money line. Um, this is, you know, based off, I guess, the history between these two teams ever since the Aaron Rodgers era started. Remember the big comeback last year and uh, I think it's still you know early in the season I think it's still kind of creating ripples in a lot of people's pickums and uh, if I can play a little bit of a, a little bit of a psychic here do I call potentially with the game on the line the Bears down 23 to 20 go for a 47 yard field goal by Eddie Pinheiro and he misses it wow. he misses it. it's a repeat of last year's playoff loss in that case if you took the Packers money line you're great if you took plus three they push a win mm-hmm. for the Packers either way. That's my wow. prediction. Well, let me confuse every single listener here because I'm going with the Bears. <laughs> Minus three. As you heard me allude to it in the first episode, I'm a huge, huge, huge Bears fan this season. I feel like their defense has what it takes right now. Kalomak is a force to be reckoned with. They're at home. Let's not forget, they have a bad taste in their mouth. They had a terrible playoff loss. And let's not forget week one last year where Aaron Rodgers, high on Oxycontin, comes back <laughs> and wins the game in dramatic fashion. Lost by one point. Matt Nagy has his boys ready. You heard Kalomak said it. He said he's fucking ready. Oh, I'm man. fucking ready. <laughs> the Bears, minus three. Let's Lock go. it up, gents. Let's go. Lesser of two evils. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's right. Resident yeah. Vikings fan here. Yeah. Wow. What a week of football. We wish you guys all the best on your week one bets, your favorite teams, your home teams, everybody. You're guaranteed a winner here on the Winning Ticket Podcast. And check in on our social media Coming up to see to again get a recap of our picks yes. here and just just really quick yeah. I, wa- I want to tease something too if you're a college football fan and you've been hankering sure. for some uh, CFB going on we do have um, some of our stat boys back in the office crunching some numbers for the fan favorite Mikey Hot Deuce um, I was talking <laughs> to him earlier today I believe uh, early early inclination on Stanford but um, follow us on Twitter at that at Winning Ticks Pod and you will get all those games and um, along with our episode yeah and on Instagram it's uh, winning Ticket Pod. Winning Ticket Pod. And of course you can find us on Instagram as well. Oh, yeah. I'm at Johnny Don Luna, and uh, yeah, you you guys have yours. We'll put them in the show notes for you. I for actually everybody. don't even know what my handle is. <laughs> That's a real better right yeah, there. Absolutely. But guys, yeah, check the that. Instagram before Sunday. We're going to post those big banks, uh, big bank bets so you can hold us accountable Standard. next week. Exactly. Yeah. And hopefully we're talking about how much we won. We'll oh, see yeah. you. We'll recap what went right, what went wrong, and we'll see you week two on the Winning Ticket Podcast. Thanks for listening. Boom.